Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your host and game master. Heroes, this week we got a new episode of Visigoths vs. Molgoths for you. This is our first narrative episode in the series. If you want to hear our character creation, be sure to check back with last week's episode. But with all that out of the way, let's get to the show. You are a Molgoth, so these are embarrassing traits for Visigoths. Allergic to metal. Bad dancer. Dumped by famous lover. Fear of animals. Follow a modern religion. Wish you were Roman. So those are the ones that you have to choose from, and you can assign those to any of the Visigoths. Just to uh, clarify how this works, if you don't want the embarrassing trait you have been assigned, you can veto that, but then you have to take two. So you do have some veto power, but you get extra embarrassing trait if uh, you don't get what you're given. I see. Uh, I'm going to give... Yelvira, what was it? Wishes Rome, wishes they were Roman. What was it? Yeah. 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 Okay. Is that acceptable? Uh, the description for wishes you were Roman is speak pig Latin. Uh, is that for everything they say? Or? No, that's okay, if you're, good. if you're using the skill, right? So, oh. uh, so oh, okay. remember when we were when we were going through the rules, it gave some instructions for like um, how to use embarrassing traits. You can use an embarrassing trait um, as a helper bonus to um, a friend um, uh. to give them a plus three bonus to their role. So if um, let's say somebody else um, in the Molgoths is doing something and you want to embarrass yourself to um, draw attention away from them and sort of um, like make yourself look uh, ridiculous to make them look cool or um, sort of a distraction mechanic. Um, you can then act out um, some way of acting out your embarrassing trait um, within the narrative. And that gives your friend a plus three bonus to whatever role they're trying to do. Um, so the things in parentheses are just uh, suggestions for how you might role play that. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So if if somebody wanted to dress up in Roman cosplay or something, that would be also an acceptable angle. At exactly. That. These are just uh, ideas for how to role play them. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Um, so with that, uh, let's turn over to our next uh, uh, Molgoth uh, bestowing an embarrassing trait on a Visigoth. Because we have an unbalanced uh, level of Molgoths and Visigoths, um, is there somebody uh, particularly eager to bestow an embarrassing trait on somebody else? I think that Godiva has a fear of small animals. like tiny dogs and purses cats squirrels (laughs) i i emphatically accept that's great that's so good yeah ironically the the one one of the few things that you don't fear is lions that's a big that's a big cat Mm -hmm. it's big big animals protect you from small animals that's right I mean, so I guess the question is, do I, do you consider me to be a big animal or a small animal? I think anything bigger, anything bigger than like an otter is a big animal. Great. <laughs> what kind of otter are we talking? Like a sea, like a sea otter. A sea otter. Okay. African, European. <laughs> We're not talking about like otter as in like a, like a certain type of gay man. Cause that, that designation didn't exist in the 90s <laughs> that came later loving this queer history all right and that and uh, that size is perfectly acceptable to me exactly <laughs> <laughs> okay uh so i think that, that that is all of our embarrassing traits for visigoths so now we need to move on to embarrassing traits for Molgoths. uh those are as follows bad taste in music cracking Ooh. voice doesn't understand slang, uh, overprotective <laughs> parents, prep school student, and terrible poet. And all of these are just delicious. All these are basic traits in my character already. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so do we So Visigoths have... have to give us these. Yeah. 
I would like to hear uh, Matt Damien's terrible poetry. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No you're you're, you're making good. you're making him be a poet again. Uh-huh. <laughs> good. Here's the thing. I will rise to the challenge. Did anybody else here play um, Planescape Torment in the 90s, the, the computer game? Because yes. there's, there's a part in that game where there's this poet in like the main city of the game, and the only option for interacting with him is heckle the poet. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like there's going to be heckling the poet in this. Oh, no. <laughs> That's going to hurt some feelings for sure. It is. Uh Let's uh, let's move on to our our other Visigoth. Uh, please bestow an embarrassing trait onto a rival. Oh, um, I think because Umbreon's so preoccupied with uh, being cool, I think it would it would it destroy them pretty hard if uh, they had really awful taste in music, <laughs> and that if, if that came out. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know how you live that down. Oh no! I'm gonna oh, have to Google like, like they secretly love music. like smooth jazz or yep. something. You're a huge Chris Gaines fan. <laughs> just, just love the music that they play in the elevators. Actually, oh Any my logins? god, perfect. Spend a lot of time in elevators for no obvious reason. <laughs> or like you, you don't, you don't necessarily agree with the method or like the messaging, but you can't stop listening to Christian rock. Oh no. Oh, that's good. That's really good. I'm actually philosophically opposed to it, but it slaps. Oh, but, but the lyrics I, are but, so good. Damn, and they just sound so into it. <laughs> it's I'm into passion. Passion, whatever. I don't care what the music is. It's just passion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and a lot of these albums are named Passion. Uh, <laughs> Coincidentally. <laughs> all right. Uh, between my Visigoths, who is the thirstiest to uh, put out another embarrassing trait on someone? Me. Yes. Somebody give me give me an embarrassing trait. Malemoly needs. We're giving Malemoly prep school students. Yeah. Malemoly <laughs> yes! to prep school. <laughs> yes. I'm so here for it. 100%. That's I'm in. very good. Committed. Uh-huh. I mean, that. That that partially will explain how you have the budget to live a not just goth lifestyle, but a Tamagotchi yeah. oriented goth lifestyle. Yeah. Is is this just called the mall or is there a canonical name for the mall that there is no canonical name, but you we can name it if we want to. Yeah, folks, I really want to know what the name of this mall is. Shining Shores Mall. Shining Shores. Shining Shores. It's going to activate my lisp. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That feels goth to me. Uh, so we are at Shining Shores Mall. Um, I kind of think the... Oh, uh, actually, I'll ask Lucian. Lucian, is there any other uh, beginning stuff that I, I might have glossed over no nope, that's all um, we've, got, we've got our characters um yeah then i would like to begin our game with a commercial a 90s local commercial for the shining shores mall oh my god <laughs> i think this is the same commercial they've been running like since the 80s so there is like this nasty saxophone riff that comes on uh there are shots of people on beaches uh with clothing that you know the 90s and 80s really bled into each other so it's not super dated looking but like you can tell this isn't current uh, and then there are beautiful, sweeping, standard definition shots of linoleum floors and fluorescent lights in a mall that is soaked in neon. Uh, there are, like, I, I feel like the interior decoration sense of this, there's a lot of jazz cup beauty in this. Uh, so, Lots of, you know, kind of <laughs> 90s pastel colors, little shapes here and there, and, you know, that beautiful blue and pink neon everywhere. Uh, there is 
a announcer who's just got a too deep voice uh, kind of talking about like all of what? the wonderful attractions at Shining Shores Mall. And occasionally this voice is dubbed over by a different voice actor replacing stores that are no longer there with the stores that are now there. Um, <laughs> so like we, we go through that and then slowly our screen fades from the commercial for this mall into the real thing. So we are starting our uh, game at Floppy Joe's the cyber uh floppy joe's cyber chili uh which is a uh cyber cafe in the mall um it does mention specifically america online here so i think the first thing we see is a stack of cds that offer you 1000 free hours of aol <laughs> uh for you to enjoy although this is the early or this is like the late 90s so it might actually be at the point where they're like only 200 free hours of aol <laughs> that they're giving out to you i can't remember which incarnation of aol that was um but uh i, I would like to hear from my players uh, could everybody give me one visual detail about floppy joe's cyber chili uh, what does this uh, bastion of interconnected uh, telecommunication look like? Is it too early to say that they had like those old tube computers that were Apple and they were like the see-through colors? Like orange, I think blue? those started no, that... in the 2000s. Ah, heck. Did it? Oh, man. I was going to say the exact same thing. Uh, <laughs> I mean... It... Okay, here's the thing. We do have time-traveling Visigoths in this universe. <laughs> Perhaps Visigoths are what inspired the see-through. <laughs> iMac G3 was released in 1998. Yeah! Okay, uh, so it's only like two years off. That's Whenever, fine, just fudge it. Yeah, the time travel, and, and this is one of the rules in the book, is that we do not care about specific historical accuracy. So yeah. we've got those rad, see-through, colorful Mac computers. Fuck yeah, so many colors. Orange, blue, purple. I think that was actually all they had. There was like a pinkish one, or a reddish one, I think, too. I think my school only had one, and only the cool kids got to use it, and I didn't. <laughs> Oh, wow. There was like a social hierarchy of who got to use the cool colored computers. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. Welcome wow. to the 90s. <laughs> uh, what, what, what's our next visual detail for this place? Uh, I have one. It's uh, some of these are specifically coordinated, cordoned off for typing practice. So they have those little uh, blockers over the keyboard so you can't look at your hands as you type. Ooh. <laughs> That's neat. Yeah, there's got to be an after-school program that runs out yeah. there to teach typing, which I love. Yeah. I'm going to say that you can constantly hear the screeching of modems connecting um, <laughs> because all of this is dial-up. Um, and um, like every time a new person comes into the, into the cafe to use the internet, they have to establish a new dial-up connection. Oh, God, that's good. Oh, I, I love the up, idea. Up by oh, the... The, the like menu where you order your chili from there's a big framed and autographed picture of floppy joe with his arm around john stamos from the time <laughs> that he came to get chili alan i've got a very critical question about this how enthusiastic does stamos look uh, stamos looks like it was like he's got a spoon like right under his chin and like he's like looking up like what uh and that he's got that like when you take a flash photo of someone with those old disposable cameras where mm -hmm. their eyes just look completely white yeah um he he's just he's kind of taken completely by surprise but he did sign the photo that's nice so, which also means okay oh no oh, oh, this he, is he like came a back and signed it okay. a separate time after no okay good that was the question yes <laughs> does it have that kind of like slightly sepia tone that polaroids sometimes had yeah yeah like especially anything beyond the first five feet of the flash is like like tonally a different color scheme than the things that are in the foreground perfect um 
is that everyone or no. Lucian? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, the walls have neon art on them. Uh, and they are just like straight up internet buzzwords like cyber and <laughs> web page and digital divide. <laughs> oh my god, I love it! I love it so much. Is there like a is there like a picture of um, like a kid like surfing on a AOL disc like? On, yeah, just yeah. made out of neon. There's yeah. one that's just a spider web, and it says the web over it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I hate it. <laughs> it's like a poster of two people shaking hands, but they're blue and made out of zeros and ones. Yes. Yes. Uh, it was like a, a phrase, like a fin- like a, fr- a phrase glossary as to like email equals electronic mail. God, yes. yes. Oh my God, yes. But An email. In- but in like permanent neon lights, like someone bolted that to the wall. Oh yeah, it's like dot com is like you know then d you know do whatever. And email is always spelled like e hyphen mail. Yeah. Like oh yeah. Yeah. www equals World Wide Web. <laughs> yes. Dot com equals dot commercial. Dot org equals right. dot organization. Dot right. equals dot network. Is there a picture of the information superhighway? Of course there is. Yes, and Al Gore is in a car, and he's giving a thumbs up. Oh joy! Oh, I love I love this place so much, and part of me resents that it's not around because I guarantee you it was real. There was a place <laughs> that was exactly like this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we happen upon our two separate groups: our our Visigoths and our Malgoths, both in the cyber cafe as this adventure starts in the cyber cafe. I do have a, a structural question for Lucian and, and that is uh, with this, is, is do the introductions to games take up time slots? Is this taking up the early morning time slot? Um, that's a little bit flexible. You can sort of decide how you want to, um, how you want to do that. Uh, I, you know, we, I will have it just because we have a lot of players and uh, a lot of time to burn through. Uh, so, this, you, you are all in front of your computers looking at your emails because you've got some unreads that are just burning up those screens. Uh, first, I, I want to know uh, what does the command station look like at each computer? Is every person at a computer? Are there multiple people surrounded one computer? What's going on? I kind of think if it's okay with you um, that uh, Umbria and I are sharing a computer for sure yeah (laughs) and um which one of us do you think is better at typing i think you because don't you have like the prep school background yeah exactly yeah maybe they taught us um they taught us typing because they had like more computers or something Mm -hmm. yeah so um but i'm like so i'm actually really good at typing but i i don't want to let on (laughs) that i'm a prep school student so i actually deliberately type slower than i can (laughs) (laughs) that is the most teenage stuff in the world too because like only a teen would think other people would notice that yep yep so i can actually type like 90 words a minute but i'm like deliberately typing like uh 70 words a minute which is still fast (laughs) i thought you were gonna say like you were finger typing like no no i'm just like no i can't let them know that i'm a prep school student and that i'm a typing wizard I've I've done Mavis Bacon Beacon teaches typing forty times or whatever. Playing playing very fast and loose with that home row. I love exactly it. exactly. So I'm I'm typing and um like I know how to use email and um like I really know my way around AOL, um and you know I've been in all of the like um you know Tamagotchi fan chat rooms. <laughs> Perfect. Uh. Steven, is Matt uh, sharing the computer with the other goths? I don't think so. Matt is uh, on the, like, there's a chair, like, wherever they're looking at their computer, the the opposite facing. So he can swivel in his rolly chair uh, back and forth between the two, uh, like, I guess the two uh, stations. Um, but there's like chains, there's like chains on the chair. So you can't uh, roll throughout the whole cafe. 
because there was a there was an issue when they first opened. Yeah, it was my fault. I was racing. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Uh, I love this. What about our Visigoths? How are they oriented? I think Galvira is sitting in front of a computer that she has spun around 180. Um, she has a uh, marker and she is drawing on the back of the computer. Mm. <laughs> I'm dying to ask, do you know how computers work? Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> <laughs> they play it all close to the chest. Uh, Goda, wh- wh- what is your orientation on, on computing? Uh, my, my role in this is I, I do the setup for this ritual. So before Galvira sits down uh when after she's selected the area i set like uh, a little like a human skull with a divot in it that we use as a candle holder um and like you know i set it i set it up so like i light the little candles around the desktop um and i like say a little prayer and i like toss some bones in front of it for her to read if it's our time to log on um (laughs) And then I step out of the way. So I'm just standing. I think I'm like stooped over the back of Gilvira's chair watching her do the marker work. I really like the idea that Floppy Joe is is averse to conflict uh, and solves most problems uh, kind of indirectly. So the chair thing with Steven's character is just like literally the next day, every chair in the cyber cafe was chained down. Uh, <laughs> I think yeah. Floppy Joe has like come over to your station a couple times and just asked like, you got enough light? <laughs> Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, so there are two emails burning up your inboxes. Uh, the first uh, is actually from uh, the student council secretary, Brooke. And that is uh, titled, uh, the student council, or uh, that is titled uh, Valentine's Day Skate. Don't forget to find a date for tonight's Valentine's Day skate at the Hyper Girl Roller Rink. All stores will be temporarily closed during the late evening so employees can join in on the festivities. Remember, no horseplay. Um, the next one uh, has an attachment uh, that is called the Omnigoth Purity Test. Uh, that you'll have to open up if you would like to take uh, the Omnigoth purity test. So that is where we begin. You've got the invitation to the Valentine's uh, skate and the purity test in your inboxes. Let's let's check out the Goths first. Which Goths? Small Goths or the Goths? That's right. That was a completely unhelpful... Uh, <laughs> Uh, let's begin with the mall goths first it's it's their modern world baby so definitely Mlemily is um like has become very nervous because um she's never gone on a date before mm-hmm. um so she's like oh my god i, I have I, you know she turns to to um umbreon and says oh oh oh, oh my god umbreon um, I've never been on a date before. Do I really have to get a date if I'm going to go to this skate tonight? Malemi, dates are for losers, and I think you can go alone and have so much more fun. But, like, I, I don't know. that The email says that, that we're supposed to go on a date, and I, I don't know. I, I don't want to, like, be, you know, uncool by, by showing up alone. Mm, you're not going to show up alone? I'll be with you. Matt tries to uh, slide over, but he doesn't know about the chain, so it uh, pulls out from underneath him. <laughs> ow! Sh- oh! Sh- oh! Oh! Ow! Uh, hey, you guys see that? You see that? You see that? You see? You see that email? The uh, the Valentine's the skate Valentine's skate uh, the Valentine's date skate. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of worried about it. Like I, you know. I mean, you know, I've never been on a date before. Malemi thinks yeah. he needs a date. I think that's extra. I think you need just a little, and Matt does shifty eyes, uh, a little fire. And he opens up his backpack 
and he's got some uh, cherry bombs. Good. Only if we bless them with crystals first. Sure, whatever. They're going to blow up either way. Mm, they have to be purified. Oh my god, Umbreon, okay. do you know how to do crystal blessings? Oh, let me tell you. And I'm going to rummage around in my bag. <laughs> what kind of crystal you got? We're working crystals. with the rose quartz. Yep, that's the one, rose quartz. Um, you know, it's really known for pulling all the impurities out of uh, potentially explosive objects. Just it makes their explosions that much more chaotic. Just what about what about uh, uh, in- intentionally explosive objects? Oh well, I've got this rock I found on the ground. Um, no. Yep. <laughs> and I'll rub it against the. Uh, what do you have again? I got some cherry bombs. Cherry bombs. Oh, I remember those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just like <laughs> touch the rock to the cherry bombs. Show Malemi. This is how it's done. Close your eyes. Think about mm, adding impurities. And then you can throw the rock away. And I'll throw it on the ground and hand the cherry bombs back to you. So Mumley is going to like grab, like also put her hand on the cherry bombs. Um, and like like shut her eyes too tight like she's scrunching them really hard um and then like like look really concentratedly and then open her eyes really quickly and be like no 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 i'm scared i'm scared i'm gonna do it wrong uh matt does a hand sandwich with all of their hands so his hands are on the bottom and then uh umbriams and millennials are in the middle and then he puts his hands on top and he goes there's nothing wrong after uh the this bomb bombs and he like looks very self-satisfied that's <laughs> <laughs> a slant it's called a slant that's called a slant rhyme uh yeah uh yeah you know kincaid would do it all the time <laughs> wow matt you know a lot thank you well i trust that if if all of you are with me that we can we can concentrate really hard and make this magic work, right? Because that's what they did in the craft. Like you had to be really close with your sisters and trust them and love them, and then um, you would make your magic work, right? That's how it works. Um, or you can just assert your willpower over items, and then magic happens. Like if I think really hard about that rock, it'll be chaotic. Or you can uh, you can. Uh... Yeah, all of the things you just said. Everybody's right. Everybody's right. What matters is we're going to go to that. We're going to go because they're not going to play any good music anyway. And then we're going to make it. We're going to make it a time to remember. Yeah. Just then you hear you've got mail as a new email enters your inbox. Before you read it, we are going to cut over to our Visigoths. Visigoths. You have been presented with both of those emails as well, the Valentine's Dance and the Goth Purity Test. Um, what do you do? We must make a showing at this dance. You think? You disagree? N- n- no. Dance, dance could be good. It is, it is just this, this, this day of St. Valentine. Hmm. Hmm. I recognize no saints. <laughs> I want to know what is the look on Gelvira's face right now? Because I'm getting the sense of like some hesitation. I just want to know what emotion she's Gelfira grappling with. Gelvira is feeling sort of like, like, ooh, I really want to sort of engage with this and things like that. Uh, but also like, hmm, I'm, I don't want to seem like uncool in front of the other Visigoths for like liking weird Christianity things. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> so that must have been like maybe a little bit disappointing to hear a dismissal of of Saint Valentine. Yeah, a little. Well, I mean, Saint Valentine was pretty cool. What? <laughs> yeah, it's it's it is a story about. Uh, there's lots of death involved. It's it's pretty. You you should you should read it sometime. Uh, I point my finger aggressively at Gilvira and I say, I will listen to your story. Uh, and I, <laughs> I sit in the chair next to her and I lean my chin on my fist and I lean in attentively. St. Valentine is 
is, is patron saint of a number of things. Um, Would you like to be rescued from having to explain the real history of St. Valentine, Adira, or do you want to <laughs> go ahead and do that? I'm Googling really fast. Uh, no, that's fine. That's no, fine. make it up. Make it up. Just you as... like he was boiled or something? What? I don't know anything about Christianity. The, the thing about saints is they all died in real gnarly ways. And we yeah. do have a kind of soft veil on, on yeah, 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 right yeah. now. Ge- so, uh, Galvira what- describes it in brutal detail, and it's pretty gruesome. Hmm. I do like that. Sacrifice <laughs> is very integral to our culture. Hmm. I like St. Valentine. Just yeah. as this declaration is made, a you've got mail pops up. Uh, and this is just a uh, email that you've been CC'd on. It reads to fake goths from real goths. Uh, subject, your disgraced kinsmen. Hey heroes, it's James, and welcome to the mid-roll. We're going to get things started off with a radvertisement. This one comes to us from Kate and Hannah, and it goes out to Josie. Shout out to Josie, who is taking care of people, creating connections, and building community through distance RPGs during this time of isolation. We love you, and happy 40th birthday. Josie, I want to give you a personal thank you. Anything you can do that gives people something to look forward to is a huge help. I hope you reap all the joyful returns that you sow with those games. Happy birthday. And that one's from me. Also, sorry, because of a scheduling difficulty, this came pretty late. So just imagine how cool it would have been if you had heard that on your birthday. Uh, and that mistake is definitely on our end. And I am sorry about that. And thanks so much to Kate and Hannah for putting this wonderful message on our airwaves. Heroes, if you're looking for ways to fill your quarantine time, I recommend checking out some of the other great shows we've got on our network. We've added so many wonderful actual plays, and if you like One Shot, I can almost guarantee you'll like one of the other shows in our lineup. Some shows that could use more Some shows that could use more love are Arms of the Tide, Shattered Sky, and A Horror Borealis. They are definitely worth your time, and I hope you check them out. Before we get back to our episode, let's take a quick moment to thank some of our backers on Patreon. Virginia, thank you so much. Eric Thornburr, thank you. Evangeline Friedman, thank you very much. Jeremy Bort, thank you. Layla Hunter, thank you. Jackson Carboni, thank you very much. Brianna Betson, thank you. Kim Diana Jones, thank you. Matthew Singer, thank you very much. Lisa Wright, thank you. Sherry's. Thank you. Lauren Baldwin and David Roberts, thank you very much. Bunny Welch, thank you. Ben Yates, thank you so much. Jonah Eisenstock, thank you. Laura Hamrick, thank you very much. Peter Wysorek, thank you so much. Sarah Dez, thank you. Barry Cumberland, thank you very much. Tom Saller, thank you. Annalisa Chadwick, thank you so much. Julian Fallardu, thank you. Chris Halberg, thank you very much. Sarah Mainwarning, thank you very much. Frederick Burvald, thank you very much. Claire, thank you. Ben Campion, thank you very much. And Megan O'Connor, thank you. Thanks again to everyone who supports us on Patreon. Without you, this show and all the shows on our network would not be possible. If you like what you hear here, please consider heading over to patreon.com slash one shot podcast and supporting the network. That money helps people like me make a living, and it gives us the ability to produce so many different wonderful programs. And now with all that out of the way, let's get back to the show. Dearest Molgoths, we have captured teen boy Raven Goldberg and are holding him hostage somewhere in the mall. We won't let him go unless you agree to stop hanging out at the bottom floor of the mall. If you don't agree to the deal before Valentine's skate tonight, Raven Goldberg shall be inducted into Visigoth society. He shall look most attractive 
in armor. Sincerely, yours, the Visigoths. Who's gonna? Who's gonna? Whose reactions are we seeing to this first? I'm. I am distraught. Raven Goldberg, he's like my second-hand man. I, I want Stephen. Please give us a quick montage. Raven, you see, Raven. We both go. We get sent. You see, like them as like kids, preteens, getting sent to the same summer camp, uh, and both like refusing to go outside. So they're both have to do crafts inside uh, the lunchroom. Uh, they're getting uh, paler and paler over the summer. Getting paler and paler. Uh, Raven makes, you see Raven uh, making a mixtape and writing on it like songs only uh, Matt Damien will like uh, and giving it to him for his birthday. Uh, You see Matt like waving his hand like come on into like uh, a new development where all the basements have been dug out but they haven't been officially built yet so there's just these pits and uh matt's brought uh lighter fluid and so they're just writing curse words and then lighting it on fire and laughing and then uh most recently uh you see them reading like you know lord of the rings together there's cool goth stuff that buddies do (laughs) i Uh, love it well emily also has a has a history with raven goldberg um she she remembers fondly those days of Hebrew school uh, when Raven Goldberg helped her with bat mitzvah practice um, and and helped her learn how to read Hebrew better. They haven't really hung out much uh, after junior high, you know, since since high school started. You know, Raven's been like way cooler um, than than Emily and and has kind of given her a little bit of the cold shoulder. But you know, Emily knows that um, you know deep down they have. They have something of a bond, you know, because they had, um, you know, bar and bat mitzvahs in the same year. Yeah. Did he light one of your candles? Was, yeah, was he, he, like- he definitely did. He was Hell he was yeah. one of the people in the candle lighting ceremony. Hell um, yeah. Yeah, because I was just really, you know, I didn't really have that many friends um, in, in elementary school, junior high. Like, you know, this these friends that I have now, you know, since I've become a Tamagothi, um, <laughs> these friends are, um, are like way... Um, really really cool but like they're sort of the some of the first like um friends that i've had in high school you know the, f- the first couple months of high school were kind of lonely because you know i'm you know i'm like i'm a little bit weird and um you know getting into the goth thing has really helped but but raven was always really nice to me um you know yeah. in like seven in like seventh grade b what of umbreon how does umbreon know raven I think Raven one time, um, I saw them at the same <laughs> shoe store and they recommended the best combat boot and I've never gone back since. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it simple. I love it. With this no, I, I love it. <laughs> I love it very Your much. acquaintance. Exactly. Um, so we, we cut over from the shocked faces of our Malgoths to our Visigoths who have just received this email as well. Oh shit, Goda. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, a devastating blow to the stupid Malgoths. Gelvira stands up and points towards uh, the Malgoths and goes, ha ha! Ha ha Stupid Malgoths. Yeah, Raven Gold Whatever is a shrailing punk. Yeah. <laughs> are they insulting us? No, Australian punk sounds pretty cool. That's something. Yeah, that that does sound really cool. You're a punk, right? Like yeah, of course I am. Look, I have X's on my hands. <laughs> yeah, Gelbier. that's cool. So he is. He is uh, goths. He is a he is a, a punk, and so so are we. And we're gonna. He's gonna be. He's gonna be with us. But. <laughs> Yeah, why do you think you can steal our friend, other goths? That's not cool, you know? I think while you've all been talking that Goda and Gilvira have just been like chest bumping and like high-fiving and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're like slamming chalices of mead together. And- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Umbreon, Umbreon, what's your heaviest crystal? I've got this orange one. I don't know what it's I- made of, though. I grab it. 
and I hurl it. <laughs> this oh, sounds man. like a fight roll. Who are you throwing this crystal at? I'm going to throw it at Golvira. All right. Oof. Pickin', crystal pickin'. thrown at Golvira Lion Ripper. Yeah, pick on the most intimidating one. I, I like yeah, the of strategy. Course. I would. What the heck? I'm offended. <laughs> uh, so the way this is going to work uh, for Steven and Adira you need to grab 2d6 you're going Got to it. roll both of them and you'll add whatever relevant bonus you have on your character sheet so what do I add so I rolled and what do I add uh, so on your character sheet it will have right. uh, different bonuses if one you believe is applicable tell me what that bonus is and, and we'll decide uh, if we think that uh, should be be factored in. Galvira gotcha. is going to levitate out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I can do Isagoth magic. I can do actual magic. Yeah. Rude. I didn't say I threw it with the cherry bomb, so I can't do pyrotechnics. So I don't think I can add anything unless I'm going to make an, uh, I'm going to make an argument. All right. Uh, for rigging, I have, ri I have rigging and repelling, which is all about like pulley systems, which is all about fulcrum. Before I became a goth punk I was on the track team and I threw shot put. Uh, so I shot putted the heavy orange crystal. So here's here's the thing, Stephen. I it, it is one of the skills track because if you've got track on that sheet, no, it's rigging and repelling, and I just broke it down for you. So rigging and repelling is all about fulcrums and uh, systems, it's pulleys and systems. And uh, one of the things, if you look at it, it's like torque. Uh, and torque is uh, highly used in shot put. Steven, so, I, I love this skill. I think it's a perfect <laughs> skill for a different role. Uh, so I think, right, although, although as the game designer, this brings me much joy to hear this this wild justification for using rebellion rigging to throw a crystal. Yeah, this is good. This is very good. Right, um, okay. But I, I think I think we're just going to go with the the uh, regular numbers one one, for that. Five. What okay. did you roll? I rolled an eight. An eight? Oh, so pretty good. Uh, Adira, uh, are you going to be making an argument for any of your skills? I'm levitating out of the way. Okay, levitation is one of the skills then. <laughs> but how did you do that in shot put? <laughs> uh, well, so Gilvira was on the levitating team in track. Um, uh, uh, yeah. High jump? No, it was a 10 minute mile. Yeah, the, the, the 400 relay. The 400 airborne relay. <laughs> I, have, I actually have a visual question for this. So when you sure. do the 400 airborne relay, uh -huh. um, do you glide or do you like make like cycling your legs motions as you do this? Definitely, <laughs> definitely leg cycling. Good. Yes! <laughs> so it's, it's like when Wiley Coyote runs off a cliff. Yes. But you get to go up. <laughs> that's incredible uh, this is getting better and better uh, I, I have another visual question as uh, the person who's also playing uh, a floppy Joe and that is is the levitation accompanied with like a lot of wind phenomena or like <laughs> other physical things or do you just levitate Galvira has uh, a levitation rune tied to her shoe mm -hmm. it's not really a lot of like extra wind and things like that, but there is a, a bunch of nice glowy, glowy magic light. Okay. Okay. That's great. Radical. W with that, I, I need to know your role uh, with your bonus included. 10. 10. Ooh. Okay. So with a successful role, um, I don't think, are, are anyone's feelings hurt, uh, Lucian? Because it, yes, uh, it does. Every, everyone's feelings are hurt. So oh, even with a failed attempt? Um, yeah, so the way this works is that if you commit any act of violence in this game, mm -hmm. both the person committing the act of violence and the person receiving the act of violence or attempting to receive the act of violence both have hurt feelings. So you're telling me I won. All right, that's great to hear. So everybody, everybody has hurt feelings, but winning the role gives you narrative control over like that thing happening okay. right so you your feelings yeah. are hurt but the person who won the role like you get the thing to happen that you wanted to happen 
Okay, please, Adira, please describe for us what this scene looks like as uh, Matt throws this heavy orange crystal your way. So uh, Matt puts an arm back, shot puts out the crystal, because we're keeping that detail. Um, <laughs> well, then you wouldn't put your arm back. You'd put it on your shoulder and you'd... <laughs> I don't know how shot putting works. Um, the crystal flies through the air and Gilvira effortlessly pedals above it. And then the crystal lodges into one of the back walls and Gilvira hey. is floating in the air laughing. I mean, I got a crystal into a wall. That's still pretty impressive. Malemoli is like going to scream, right? Because you're levitating. Um, <laughs> so, levitating and glowing, maybe a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So, you see, like, your, your cat girl, um, goth, um, who's, you know, as you may have kind of figured out, she's like maybe a little bit younger than everybody else. You know, everybody's 16, but she's like a young 16. You know, she has a summer birthday. You know, Emily just kind of like screams, ah! And like, ju- like duck and covers like earthquake drill style under the, um, under the computer chair. And is like, oh my God, oh my God. Did you see that? Uh, yeah. You're supposed to be calm in the face of magic. Whatever you're doing isn't witch like. Lemily <laughs> turns bright red and just like kind of bashfully like crawls out from under the table and like or under the chair and like puts her hands on the on the desk chair, like little paws, and like sort of flaps her her ear headband back and forth and is like, oh, um, yeah, uh, that's actually a really cool um, magic spell. Um, yeah. Can we be impressed with uh, that I got a crystal in the wall at least? All will cower before me. <laughs> hey! hey, hey, kids. What yes. are the rules? What are the rules? Uh, no flying. <laughs> yeah, you've got, <laughs> you've got Floppy Joe is pointing to a sign. Uh, no witchcraft, uh, no horseplay. The email equals electronic mail. Email equals electronic mail. Use the lingo. <laughs> All right, i i hate I hate to do this, kids, but Joe, don't don't do it, Joe. I gotta put my foot don't down. Don't do it, Joe. I gotta Joe, put don't. my foot down. Joe. Joe, temporary Joe. Joe. Sounds like the real problem is that you want Gilvira to put her foot down. <laughs> All right. Hey, you're angling for, mm. for double ban there, Goda. Okay? Oh, you're going to ban me? I'm going to temporary ban you. Uh, you're going to ban uh, me. You temp- <laughs> uh, hey, I, hey. I stand up. I stand up loudly. Look at the chair. other rule. No Sean and Freud. That's a temporary <laughs> ban over there. A temporary ban. Wait, wait. No. Joe, come on. Joe, Joe, don't. Wait, can I still have my cornbread? He paid for that. Okay, okay. The cornbread's almost get. I'll I'll bring it to you outside, but temporary ban. It breaks my heart to do this. Matt walks out and grabs as many of the AOL CDs as he can (laughs) and just looks at him with disdain. As. As we end the scene, I, I would like uh, Adira and Steven to tell us about uh, how their feelings have been hurt by this situation. Uh, Gelvira floats out of uh, the chili store, uh, very dejected, uh, sort of like head, head hanging. Gelvira definitely feels very cowed. So, uh, but how, how were your feelings hurt specifically? What about it? Was it the ban that upset you? Yeah, it was the ban. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Radical. And Stephen, what about Matt? Matt is feeling so, like, he gets, he likes Matt. Like, magic is cool, but there's a physical realm to the world that it's a, it kind of its own magic, and he just feels very, like, left behind, uh, because there's this otherworldly stuff that everyone he hangs out with is really interested in, and obviously the is coming from the Visigoths, and he's like, yeah, but 
look at what we can do in the physical realm. And so he's feeling very dejected. I love it. I love it. Oh, that's so. That's such a kid who likes poetry, like take on it too, which I adore. Yeah. It's, what, a, what a sweet, gentle soul. Okay. So folks, that was our early morning time slot. Uh, we're going to move to late morning next, which means it's time for y'all to choose which stores you would like to have your next scene in. Uh, I can bring up the blueprint layout of the mall after folks sort of pick their stores but uh where do our various gothy groups want to head where do you where where do you think we we might be able to where do you think they're hiding raven somewhere on the second floor oh on the second oh yeah they did want to chase all the goths out off of the first floor i will Mm. say so we should go to the bottom floor yeah Brick and Mortal, which is the zombie home improvement, seems like a good hiding place. There's also um, Hail Satin. <laughs> right. Is that a place that kids should go? <laughs> I mean, the, 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 th- the thing is, uh, you know, they've been using magic with like the levitation and stuff. I wonder if they if they used magic from Hail Satin. What if we went? What if we went to At the Wolf's Secret? You know, just to like look at it, not to like. We could just look at it. That's true. We could just look at it. We could just go look. We could just go look in there. They have bras there. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> we could just go look. All of your faces are red. <laughs> <laughs> we'll walk by. All right. <laughs> is is that where you have decided to go? I think so <laughs> we're going to add yeah. the wolf secret to look at the bras <laughs> to go look at the bras um uh now i i turn over to the visigoths visigoths uh where do you think your group will be headed you can also choose the same store uh, being aware that that will be one scene that takes place there with everyone they won't dracula video won't let me keep renewing uh the cabinet <laughs> of dr Cal- caligari so i do have to return that at some point or I'm going to get a big fine. <laughs> but uh, I'm down to go somewhere else first if there's something you need to do, Gilvira. No, no. Video sound good. Okay. All right. Hey, I'm, I'm sorry you got banned from that stupid chili place. That sucks. <laughs> that is lame. I'm sorry you got banned too. Well, I didn't get banned, to be clear. I didn't. You, I thought you did. It didn't he... Didn't he ban all of us? Um, uh, yours was pretty explicit. Mine was just kind of implied. <laughs> I think I'm going to roll by there later and get my skull candles back and stuff. Right, we forgot the skulls. I'm so sorry. It's not your fault. Those Molgoths did this to us. Yeah, with their cute faces. Yeah. Yeah, they do have cute, round little faces. (laughs) Uh, I would actually like to follow this pair to Dracula video. Um, Dracula video, I mean, it has that scent that I'm sure most of our audience doesn't know about anymore because we do have a lot of listeners that are younger than I am. But that video store scent, like... (laughs) A little bit stale air, some dust in there. Uh, But most of all, what it has is just the aura of opportunity. If you've never had the joy of walking through a video rental store, it's not like browsing Netflix. Uh, There are titles of uh, VHS. And I guess at this point, uh, maybe there's like one shelf dedicated to DVDs everywhere around you uh stacks and stacks of them the feeling of browsing a place like this is pretty magical made all the more magical because dracula video really commits to theme in fact they commit to theme maybe to the point that their hiring practices might need to be looked at because the employee who works at dracula video is fritz fang who is a an actual werewolf. Fritz Fang is uh, blonde, like got thick, thick blonde hair, really strong, bushy head of it, 
has I, I'm gonna say like a shell necklace and uh, wears button down shirts mostly uh, open uh, a lot likes to spend a lot of their time volunteering at animal shelters and the rest of it friggin surfing man um, but Fritz is kind of a contrast to the rest of the store which is a beautiful gothic velvet dream uh, with gargoyles that were hand carved out of styrofoam by the store owner, owner and like meticulously painted. Also walking through the store, there are several special effects that you can trip. There's an organ trill that plays as soon as you walk in and like you can set off thunder and lightning moving through the different shelves, which upon your first browse through the store rules and your fifth browse through the store kind of starts wearing on your patience a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but this is where we find ourselves. How open is Fritz about his werewolf status? Fritz, I think, is very open about it. In fact, Fritz, every time he is on shift, has pamphlets about, like, werewolf outreach and whatnot that, that you, if you have also been afflicted, he, like, is happy to welcome you into the community. Hey, Fritz. Hey, Fritz. How's oh. the moon? Hey. <laughs> Not out. Uh, or maybe, wait a minute. Let me check. Fritz double checks a calendar uh, that he keeps in the back where he's got his cycle uh, sort of put up on it. Nope, nope. Safe week for me. So moon is friendly right now. Welcome cool, to Dracula cool. video. Uh, you, I believe owe me something yeah i got it and i <laughs> fling one side of my cape open and like <laughs> noodle around in there uh it's got like 20 pockets sewn onto the inside mm -hmm. um and from one of them i pull the vhs copy of uh the cabinet of dr caligari in its cardboard case and i slide it onto the desk did the you counter. rewind no. So I'm I'm gonna say there's there's probably uh, Fritz is you know mostly always thinking about surfing, always thinking about volunteering for animals, very rarely thinking about rigorous practice of his duties. Uh, I rolled for it. He does not check to see if you rewind, so you're not gonna get hit with the one dollar fine, uh, okay. which is good. What do you do? Are, are you going to hunt around? That's insane in 1996. It <laughs> is. It's a strict policy, uh, but it's about courtesy. Jeez. Well, I need you. Uh, I go into another pocket and I pull out um, a punch card. Um, and that was my 10th rental from Dracula video. So now I get to cash this bad boy in for a free video. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh he goes over and in the pen, like in a like little uh, goblet on the table, there are a bunch of pens and pencils and a wooden stake. He pulls out the wooden stake and stabs your frequent uh, uh, <laughs> customer card and hands it over. Congratulations. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to pick yet. I'm kind of having a rough day. Rousing. Yes. And Gelvira goes to drag Gota towards uh all of the uh vhs in the back sending off thunder setting off thunderclaps as you walk <laughs> through the aisles that kind of cheers me up a little bit <laughs> <laughs> what if we knocked a bunch of the videos over like for what for why <laughs> <laughs> it would set off a bunch of noises i mean yeah i like noises for sure but Maybe we should do that after I get my free video because I feel like I'm just going to get banned from another store now. Mm. Yeah, okay. Jovira, what's going on with you, man? Today you're acting kind of... And I like look at the ground and under my breath I just go, weird. What? No, it's... it's just, I... I... I it is... It, Please guide us through Galvira's face. What what emotions are we seeing? Uh, Galvira's face is a mask of just like contorted mouths and uh, <laughs> more than one. 
Well, in in series. <laughs> oh, I thought she was turning into some kind of Lovecraftian horror. No, 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 I can't do that. Um, <laughs> her eyebrows keep like going up and then back down. Um, uh, and her uh, arms are just like really tight against her body, and her fingers are all fiddling in and amongst the bones on her uh, dress. And she just is is supremely anxious. I, I'm I'm just. I was just thinking about how they, they, they kidnapped a person and you know, like we could, we could do crimes. <laughs> One thing that might strike you, Goda, is that this crime took place, but you found out through that email. Yeah. Yeah, for sure we could do crimes. It just feels like, I don't know, like why don't the rest of the Visigoths like tell us when they're doing stuff? Yeah, like we, we, we got to show everybody, you know, that, that, that we are hardcore. Yeah, and like gloating in the, in, in the Floppy Joes felt pretty good, mm-hmm. but like it was a little hollow because I didn't actually participate in the, in the spoils of victory. Yeah, You know, I'm like sorry. I was like celebrating like somebody else's success and like pretending yeah. like I was part of it and I, I wasn't part of it and I should have been because why weren't we invited? Yeah. What if we kidnapped someone too? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, like I don't know. What if we kidnapped Malemily and like ma- made her go to the dance with me, like as a joke? Ooh, 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 ooh! We could kidnap so many gods. Yeah, but like, what about Malemily though? Like, what about that one? <laughs> I, I mean, maybe. Like that would be pretty crazy if we just like kidnapped a whole Malemily and like. <laughs> made her go to the dance with me or something <laughs> that'd be so funny I, uh, yeah yeah i i mean i i guess we could we could do that yeah like or just like but or, or any of them but like i just feel like i don't know there's something super funny about if it's lemily yeah i'm i mean i don't know let, it's stupid never mind it's stupid whatever i mean i mean it is kind of stupid but like we could still do it well who would what would you want to do i mean we could we could we could capture Umbreon as well, and and maybe and maybe all, we could capture all th- we could capture all three of them. That's true. They don't have their crystals anymore. Yeah, they're in the wall. <laughs> Ooh, we could lure them with one of the movies that they like. Yes. What is one of these dumb mall goth movies? Let's see. What what stupid movies do lame mall goths like? Uh, and I'm gonna go over to like. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know what kind of. Is there like a drama section of the? Yeah, yeah. So this this store uh, definitely has more uh, foreign and horror movies, but okay. I, like they they're also in a '90s mall. They have to have like a. Titanic, I'm looking for like you know? I'm looking for like the Leo DiCaprio Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> that actually came out that year, which is perfect. <laughs> oh shit. Scream also came out that year. I like, I like, I like Baz Luhrmann, Romeo and Juliet, though. Which one of these would Malemily like to be to be duped by and captured? <laughs> what's mm. about what's about this one? And uh, Galvina pulls out a video of the Nutty Professor. <laughs> <laughs> Which the Jerry Lewis one? <laughs> yeah, no, the Eddie Murphy one. <laughs> I think the Eddie Murphy one is in the two thousand. Yeah. Not that it matters, because Visigoths have time-traveled. We got the Nutty Professor Eddie Murphy version much earlier. He did it between Golden Child and <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop. Feel yeah, like he started this... making bad movies much faster. <laughs> but in this timeline, it features like a prominent Visigoth actor as well. Like yes. There's a bit character that's played by a Visigoth. Yeah, I like this idea, Galvira. This is a good one. You must. You do. You have any visions about our success? Let me check. And Govira grabs one of the uh, just a random VHS tape. Uh, let's say like Independence Day or something. Mm-hmm. Um, from since we're in like the popular movie section. Yeah. Um, uh, Govira pulls out her chisel, um, mm-hmm. uh, and starts breaking up the video to be able to then cast it to 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 get the future well heroes that's it for one shot this week but don't worry we'll be back next week with more visigoths versus Malgoths. in the meantime be sure to check out some of the other great programs on the one shot network like session zero 
Session Zero is a discussion podcast that seeks to explore the psychology of role-playing. Each episode will feature role-playing concepts, stories, and tropes viewed through the lens of psychology by clinical psychologist Porter Green and industrial organizational psychologist Steve Discount. Be sure to join them on the couch for the next session. As always, we end one shot with a call to action, and this week I want to remind everyone to make sure that you are registered to vote. And if you can, make sure you've registered for a vote-by-mail or absentee ballot. It might come in handy this year. Most states allow you to register online. Be sure to look up your state's Board of Elections so you can find out the rules in your area. Thanks, heroes. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at gamemaster at oneshotpodcast.com. One Shot is a production of the One Shot Podcast Network in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at paracosmpress.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Heroes.